It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll recap the second loss this week to Miami. Also provide some trade market updates. Could the Hornets be in on any deals? We'll discuss all of it today on Locked on Hornets. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Again, go to GameTime.com game and time? download the Game Time app. <laughs> That's Doug Branson. It's Game Time for him playing a road game, too. Now we're both... I mean, there are different environments all over the place with both of us now. Doug Branson, everyhornetsboxscore.com. You're not in your studio. You're back at home, Doug. Uh, yeah, you can see my, if you're on YouTube, you can see my Christmas tree, which uh, the top section of lights went down uh, last night. So, mm. you know, we're playing, listen, the, everyone's playing injured at this point. You know, it happens to all NBA teams, happens to all studios. So, yes, I am at the home studio. I can actually get close, way closer to the camera than I normally Please could. Please do. So. We all love it. That's a warning to uh, anyone who views this on YouTube. Uh, but yeah, glad to be back. Didn't think I was going to be back until Friday. I have a baby. That's all I'll say. And uh, But it's good to be back here, even though uh, the Hornets don't get the win. Yeah, I do not have a baby, and I've been here all week. I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to let me 3 just say too. Let me just say, let me just say too, uh, that mm-hmm. we are... I love that I get started here. I've been gone for two days, and I start by interrupting you. I apologize. Uh, I have a baby. But I just want to say that we do this show every day. And and in order to do that, sometimes we have to play road games. Sometimes we have to make sacrifices. I just looked, and we've done over 1,700 episodes on the current platform that we post the audio to. And, and I know we've done okay. way more than that. So, I mean, we have to be above 2,000 episodes at this point. Even just between us two, or I know or the history altogether. of the, the history of the show. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I have to be. I would imagine probably. I'm probably somewhere over a thousand now. Ah, yeah. Is that right? Is it over a thousand at this point? I took over in 2018, and so I would imagine that we're we're probably over a thousand for me. Maybe two thousand altogether. So that's a that's a lot of episodes. That means. Doug having a kid growing up right in front of our eyes, all of our eyes. Same thing with me, except no kids, just more dogs. That's all I. That's all I have. So, that's okay though. Uh, we will still provide no matter where we are. Boston, <laughs> different this hotel going? rooms. <laughs> I'm saying we'll still provide shows. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what environment we're playing in. It doesn't matter what environment the Hornets are playing in either, because there's going to be an injury suffered. We saw PJ Washington. He suffered a shoulder injury last night unfortunate he left would not return in this game after about four minutes that he played that would be it and then did not return the hornets would lose 115 to 104 against the miami heat if we went to every hornets saw some of the keys as to why they lost this game doug what would we find 
Uh, this one was pretty simple to break down. Uh, my rundown doesn't really differ much from what Steve Clifford said after the game. Uh, it was pretty simple. When you turn the ball over 21 times and you give up 32 points to a team uh, that even though they have suffered a lot of injuries too, by the way, they don't have Tyler Hero. They didn't have Bam Adebayo in this game and, and a number of other players that were you know role players for this team. They were missing a lot of guys too, but they still have Jimmy Butler. They still have the most talented guy on the floor, and they still have a lot of guys uh, that when they get the ball in their hands and with open shots, you know, they're either going to score in transition or they're going to score from three, and that's exactly what Miami did. Miami has a bench. Miami has depth. They have guys. Jaime Jaquez, uh, this guy named Jamal Kane. I've never heard of him. Uh, Jamal looked good, dude. I mean, Jamal Kane looked good. <laughs> like, where game. do they get? I've been saying this for again. years. Where do they get all of these yeah. toys? Miami yeah. just finds these guys. <laughs> and Clifford – you know, has been asked pregame a couple of times about Miami and and how they keep doing this, how they keep running it back, getting to the final somehow, heat culture. And and he said, look, they go out and find the guys. You know, people – I think people overrate coaching sometimes. It's – it's it, I mean, Eric Spolster is a good coach, but they go out and they bring in guys – that represent what it means. And they put these guys through trials, you know, uh, before the seasons. They're, they're famed, you know, workouts where they do conditioning stuff and they say, all right, you're either fit to play for this team or you're not. They find guys that fit that mold. And and it seems like every year there's some guy that we've never heard of that suddenly hits, you know, 20 points against the Hornets. And that's what happened in this game. It did. It, it did happen in this game. I, I think for me, really, the separation is the shot making at the end of the second quarter at the beginning of the third. That's when they lost this game. I mean, it was just how about Kayla Martin in the corner trying to draw a foul, doesn't get it, still splash zone from the corner. Kyle Lowry pulling up. I think as soon as they go to break, they come back. It might have been the first field goal attempt. I think it was in the third quarter. Kyle Lowry three picking up right where they left off going into halftime and they were able to get that to about almost a 20 point lead in that stretch at least did have that fourth quarter the Hornets come back and Terry Rozier Brandon Miller that is the don't go home quite yet duo on this squad Terry Rozier and Brandon have been doing that all year long Brandon what's been very nice from him is that even after what was a bad shooting night fourth quarter he gets hot and I think the first three field goals he makes, certainly the first two, and Terry Rozier. First eight, first eight points in the fourth quarter were by Brandon yeah. Miller. There you go. So the first, uh, and, and even just tough shots from Terry Rozier in the yeah. fourth, those were the guys that don't, you can't leave the bar, you can't leave the arena quite yet, it's not out of hand, and those guys are the reason as to why it's not quite go-home time. Um, you well, love to see the fight. They just can't. They just can't get it done at the end of the game. Yeah, well, that's it, right? If If they're down you know, 10 at the third quarter break, then the Hornets have an opportunity because they do have shot makers that, and this happened with a mellow ball. If you remember at the beginning of the season, he would be just garbage through three quarters and then go into the phone booth and come out and be Superman in the fourth quarter. They have guys with very short memories that are capable of turning it on offensively. And you can include Brandon Miller who did that against Chicago too, if you remember. Um, so if they're down He's been doing it a lot, yeah. I mean, the fourth quarter, he forgets everything that happened in the first three. Right. And that's great. I mean, that's a sign of a player that's going mm -hmm. to be something in this league because you have to have. Oh, that. Del Curry. I'm sorry. I'll interrupt you this time. But you're right, because like <laughs> Del Curry loves himself some amnesia, mm -hmm. loves it. He, uh, Brandon Miller, he's got the good kind of amnesia. He's got the goods. Um, so uh, 
the but the thing is, if the Hornets are down twenty, which they were, you know, going into the fourth quarter, then they really they they can't make that kind of comeback. Because especially against uh, what what is a more a more talented Miami roster, and so that's really what this comes down to. I did want to clean up something that you guys talked about in the previous show. Uh, I think you said you just don't think that this team knows exactly how to win these close ball games and just too many errors. You're right on the errors part, but all the Hornets have. If you look at most, if not all of their wins have come in close games. The problem is uh, they don't have a lot of wins because they don't they don't participate in a lot of close games because they get down twenty and they can't yeah, come back. True. If they get it close, they tend to win. With that last, uh, not this past Miami loss, but the Miami loss before it being the exception. Uh, but but I see where your misconception comes from because they have made a lot of comebacks, but teams have been able to stamp those comebacks out pretty well before it gets to clutch time. So that they've made it close, but they haven't really in the games that they participated that were close, they won. They just haven't been able to do that a lot. Yeah, thank you for cleaning that up. The misconception coming in the day after saying no, Walker. Well, actually, <laughs> well, I, I thought you would compliment me. I actually listen to the show. I typically don't. Mm-hmm. When I'm not on the show, I just sort of take a break, you know, take a breather, and I don't listen uh, to anything you have to say. I did listen to this time, and I just happened to catch an egregious error that I had to throw back into your egregious. face. <laughs> Egregious. No, I appreciate that. All right, that's Doug Branson. He is back. He's interrupting. He's well actualing, and we wouldn't expect anything else from him. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Sorry about that. That's a bad mistake. Trade market updates. Are there any guys out there that the Hornets could pursue before the trade deadline? We'll get to it in just a moment, but not before we talk about FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel, and as the weather gets colder, the NFL offers, they stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins, and if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options including spreads player props over-unders even more than that so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season you can get involved more so in the nba as well we're going to bet the buzz at some point it's one of those promises that we never deliver on but we keep promising anyway so i'll continue it now we have this game against the miami heat uh on the road i think they were what were they a seven point dog in this past game don't know if anybody would have taken the hornets there but but perhaps you would be interested in taking the Hornets the next time out if you want to go to FanDuel and take them Friday night against the New Orleans Pelicans. They're going to be playing at Spectrum Center, so who knows? Not only are the NFL offers hot on FanDuel, you can also play some NBA games there. FanDuel, they are the official partner of the NFL. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, and you can tip off the NBA season and continue on with the NFL season. More Locked On Hornets ahead. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, Walker, before we get to these trade market updates that we have, I do have one more thing to say, because I know people will look at 
this loss. And they'll immediately think of, well, you lost P.J. Washington in the first quarter. And that that does make a difference, especially when you're without Mark Williams. You're without LaMelo Ball. Uh, but particularly Mark Williams, because now you're relying on Nick Richards for a ton of minutes. Uh, I thought he looked tired at the end of the game. He's been playing a ton. The, the starters in general, I think, have been play, playing a ton and shooting a ton. I mean, the, all the responsibility has fallen on their shoulders. And so it's it's easy to look at that and go, well, you know, throw your hands up. This is just what the Hornets are. They're injured, and they're going to lose these games. But I'd like to just step back for one second and say this is a choice. This was a choice. This has been a choice of this franchise for the past couple of off seasons and seasons not to load this team up with depth. And if you're serious about making playoff runs, which the Hornets – you know, state whenever they have an opportunity over the past couple of seasons, this is a team that that we think is talented enough to make the playoffs. If you think that, then you should stack a team with depth because injuries are part of the NBA experience now, and a, and a lot more injuries I think than than there used to be. Um, guys are playing less because of injuries. And again, you look at Miami; they didn't have a ton of guys, but they but they have depth. So when you go into a season and you don't have a legitimate option to back up point guard and you essentially at center are going, well, I hope the I hope one of these guys doesn't get injured because the backup plan is, uh-oh. You know, if, if that's a situation you're going to put the team in, that's a choice. That's a choice. And I hope they make better choices if they're really serious about making the playoffs, you know, before LaMelo's next contract runs out. Yeah, that would be nice. Should they do that via the trade market, Doug? What are some of the trade updates out there? So, well, the trade updates are that it doesn't look like they're going to do much of all, much of anything. But before I get to that, there is an update on this Bulls situation, which we've been paying close attention to. Zach Levine, possibly on the trade market, but then he gets another injury, and it seems like that has cooled. Uh, uh, Basically, it's in the freezer now. I don't think they're going to be able to move him. Uh, It's going to be very difficult, at least. And now it appears like there's consensus, uh, this according to Matt Moore in his latest article for the Action Network. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, NBA trade intel. Matt Moore saying there is now a consensus that the Bulls are not interested in trading Alex Caruso, much to the dismay of interested trade partners trying to sneak in and get that premier defender. He goes on to mention the Charlotte Hornets in this article and say, despite Charlotte's disappointing season, there's little belief they'll make significant moves. There is skepticism that the new ownership group that took over from Michael Jordan is looking to take on salary at the moment. So what do you think about that, Walker? It looks like holding it looks like a, a couple of bad teams and the bulls and the hornets are deciding now nah, we're gonna we're gonna hold on to our cards and see what happens well because they don't want to get rid of draft assets i mean i think each team knows what they're doing here right now with chicago i don't know if it makes as much sense because if they're not looking to well if okay so demar Derozan would get draft assets in return i would imagine zach levine certainly would do that Maybe you would be taking, you would have to do the salary match thing, but maybe you could find some expirings out there. I guess with the Charlotte Hornets, if they're looking to stay, you know, just hang tight with Terry on the team. Gordon, it makes more sense because he's an expiring. You have $30 million freed up for you. Terry is the one I still think that they would pursue, but it's not like the Bulls in the sense that, you know, there's this, there's all of these contracts that are on the books where they really went for it to like compete in the Eastern conference, you know, Charlotte with the miles bridges situation, he's on a qualifying offer. So you can't trade him anyway, unless he approves of it. So it's not like you can take the stick of dynamite that Nada talked about a couple of days ago and miles bridges be one that flings off into a different team, right? Like you can't do that with Gordon as much. You, you could, 
but you don't want to get rid of the expiring contract at the kind of money that he's bringing in. And so when you're talking about, I guess, PJ, I, okay. If you wanted to trade him, I don't know what he would bring in return, maybe a first round pick, but that's also, man, if you think the defense is bad, getting rid of one of your better defensive players, that would seem like an issue to me. And then you're talking about Terry Rozier being the guy that would make the most sense. But Doug, that's also the guy that's playing the best at when Lamelo's out. And he seems to be have he seems to be learning as the lead guard. And so for Chicago, I'm not sure that would make much sense, right? I understand hang, hanging on to Alex Caruso, but it's time to me to trade Levine, DeRozan, and Vucevic. But with the Hornets. Yeah, it's just kind of the sit, sit, uh, situation they're in right now. It's really tough. <laughs> uh, that almost that almost was like a Freud, a little Freudian curse slip there on the situation. You didn't quite. You were, it was like S H. Oh, did I go with an H? I at think the an end? H okay. slipped in there, which yeah. I would. I think that actually uh, does uh, fit uh, pretty well with what what the Hornets are looking at right now. Uh, so if if this ownership group wants to hold Pat so that they can drop. Hayward's contract off the books without taking on any other long-term money, any other significant long-term money, so that they can have flexibility to make moves in the upcoming offseason and season after that, then I'm all for it. I told, I, I love that idea. But if they're doing it you know, to, in order to main, maintain some kind of financial flexibility, then they are cowards, plain and simple. You know, I I respect Matt Ishbia. What he Coming did, after he can, today. Well, I just well, I'm I'm not saying they are. I'm saying if they do that, they will be. <laughs> See, that's where that's <laughs> okay. why I'm, I'm very careful here, right? Classic. So, but I respect Matt Ishbia. What he did, he said, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over a team, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna spend whatever it takes, and I'm gonna do whatever's possible to put a winner in Phoenix, not in New York, not in L.A., not in Chicago. He said, I'm gonna put it in Phoenix. Okay, so it's not it's not impossible to do. Um, if you have the willingness, if you have the the cash, uh, now I'm unsure with the the, the way this ownership groups wor- works that it necessarily does have the cash, but we'll see. But if look, I, I would say don't be cowardly. Be, have the have the temerity to to put a winner in Charlotte and and do it quickly because the, you know I think the fan base is getting a little exhausted at this point with being told year after year this is a playoff roster and then looking at the roster and going no it isn't i i mean you know people have watched basketball long enough to understand what nba depth looks like most fans most savvy fans not not your average you know fan but most savvy fans can look at it and go wait a minute something something doesn't seem right here they're tired of it and so i would say you know if I would say have the bravery to step up and do something. And I don't think this report, by the way, means they're not going to do anything. You know, I think if the right opportunity came along to move Gordon Hayward and you get back maybe a defensive asset that has a little bit of long-term money, you know, not not $30 million worth, but maybe $10 million worth, and but it has a couple of years on it, plus some other contracts that go away, plus some draft assets. Because t- Gordon Hayward's playing really well right now. I think there is a team out west – uh, that that could uh, you know want a Gordon Hayward to make a playoff run if they can do something like that I'm all for it I, I like that idea too yeah I mean I just don't know what it would be in order to make this team better I guess for the not about future. this year yeah that's it, what I'm saying it's not it's not about doing anything I, I I don't I think what would be a mistake and I think the ownership group based on this report and and just based on things they've said in, in previous press conferences, I don't think they're doing. I don't think they're going to do anything massive to try to make a run this season. That would be silly. But but I but if they can do something in this trade market 
to set themselves up for runs in the next couple of seasons, then I, then I don't think that's a bad idea. Yeah, I guess Gordon Hayward is the only one that you can do that with, right? If they tried to trade Terry last year and it didn't work, you could argue that he's improved this season. Other teams will see that. They oh, want yeah. him on a contender. But how much How much more did he approve asset-wise? Oh, if he wasn't worth a protected first-round pick last season, did it jump to now he is worth a protected first-round pick? That might be true. It's just if it's not, then you don't want to trade him for anything less than that, right? Not even – I mean – unless you just are desperate to get off of his contract. And I don't know if that's the case as the salary cap continues to go up and he continues to play better. Right. Even if you want somebody defensive minded to be alongside LaMelo. Well, go get that so guy. it does seem hard to me. You said what? Go get that guy. You know, it's not, that's not about Terry. All, all Terry has done is improve since he's been here in Charlotte. And I think there is something to say for honoring a contract when a guy continues to improve and contribute in the ways that Terry Rozier has done. I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that if it's accompanied by going out and filling your roster with pieces that can complement LaMelo Ball in the backcourt and find ways to get Terry Rozier to contribute in other ways that might not be starting shooting guard, but honoring the contract at the same time. Like I, There's something to be said for that. All right, so last thing before we end, because it, it feels like you would be frustrated if they didn't make any moves at the deadline in order to help this team for the future. I would, ha- I would, I would be in a wait-and-see approach at this point. I, I don't think that I would be frustrated if they do nothing. Now, if they come out of this offseason having done nothing and made no significant moves to change anything up in this front office, yeah, <laughs> because then I'm seeing a vision of do nothing that we've seen for many years, and all I'm seeing is that going to continue. So if they, you know, if they if they decide, look, this season's a wash because of injuries, but this 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 roster does need retooling. Now is not the right time, or we don't have the right opportunities to do the retooling. There is a there is an off season coming up where they will have plenty of opportunities to do just that. I I will be in a wait and see approach at least through the next off season to see what this ownership group does. You can hold me to that. Nah, it's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> All right, let's move on. One more segment to go. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We don't have any all-stars on this team. Let's find the local angle. Draymond Green, after not being able to stay on the court for more than, what, a month's worth of time, goes back and hurts Yusuf Nurkic after choking out Rudy Gobert, trying to choke out Rudy Gobert. He's suspended indefinitely. What's the local angle? We play that game coming up in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Dave. Dave Dave.com. Finances can be so intimidating. That's why you need Dave. Dave can make managing your money so much easier with an internet interest no you need the internet you need uh interest-free extra cash advance you can uh have a fee-free goal tracking and easy ways to find a side hustle to make more money dave is the banking app that's leveling the financial playing field and when you download dave you could get up to 500 dollars in five minutes or less no credit check no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest and then settle up later. Extra cash gives you more money to buy groceries, fill your tank, finally get your car repaired or catch up on bills without having to wait for your next paycheck. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, Get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash locked on NBA. Dave.com slash locked on NBA. 
you could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees. Apply banking services provided by Evolve member FDIC. More Locked On Hornets ahead. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Doug Draymond Green, the new is he's the guy that is the main topic of conversation across all the national NBA shows, all the national NBA podcasts, because the guy just can't stay on the court after trying to choke out Rudy Gobert because he was defending his teammates, even though, you know, I think he just wanted that excuse. And then also he comes back and then flails about to the point where it's like it's like a flop. It's it's equivalent to a flop in that it looks like he's an actor. It, it, all the theatrics in the world are a part of Draymond Green's aesthetic on the basketball court. And then he hits Yusuf Nurkic, who goes to the ground, and then he tries to say, hey, you know, you know me, I, I don't mind apologizing when I'm wrong. I usually don't apologize if I don't think I'm wrong, but I apologize because I didn't intend to do that. But I don't know what kind of move that was if you didn't intend to try to hurt Nurkic in some type of way. The NBA suspends Draymond Green indefinitely. And I was tweeting with Rod Morrow yesterday on the Black Guy Who Tips podcast, and he said, yeah, remember, indefinitely sounds ominous, but it could really mean just any amount of games. It could be 20, it could be 10, or it could be one, like when Duke suspended Grayson Allen indefinitely and he was only out one game. So it could be like that. And I always have the same reaction, like, oh, this is serious. Indefinitely? Huh? Okay, they're taking it serious. Wait a minute. Hey, wait I'm a minute. not so sure. <laughs> they might be trying to pull a fast one. I have that reaction every single time. I did not see him apologize at the time that he that he hit Nurkic. And, 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 and there have been incidents in the past where, you know, he has karate kicked or pulled someone down and, like, immediately started tapping them on the arm. Like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to get that rough with you. Didn't do it this time. And, and I've also – I've not seen a flop that included a wind-up. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I saw a pretty clear wind-up. He looked like, like yeah. the wacky wailing inflatable arm flailing tube man. That's what he was like. And then, oh, whoops, sorry. Uh, this is how I roll. This is how I play basketball, Nurkic. This which is, is what is I do. Which is fine if you're scrawny or you have short arms. But when you have big, you know, muscly tubes growing out of your shoulder, like, that's – it can be a problem when those things start swanging. So, yeah, I mean, uh, here's the local angle, though. We, we just talked about it from a national angle. I'm going to bring it down to a Hornets local angle. No matter how big your empire gets, it will fall at some point, just like the Roman Empire. The Roman Empire was the dominant empire of, of the world for a long time, and then slowly but surely it, it did crumble. And I think we're seeing and we still f- think about it. Men still think about it constantly. Every day. That's what every TikTok day. has taught us. <laughs> I just made you think about it now. I just made mm-hmm. that come true. This is the fall of the Warriors Empire. Rome. It's the fall of the Warriors Empire. This is the beginning. And maybe maybe it already began. 
but I think this is the the first major piece to fall if he's suspended for the rest of the season. So the local angle is this. If the empire does fall, players are going to have to find somewhere to play. Steph Curry might have to find somewhere to play. And he's already made little dalliances with Charlotte when he got the key to the city. He's always teased coming back to to play for his home team. And to connect this back to the previous segment, I've got my tinfoil hat completely on. It's covering my eyes at this point. That's how much I've got it on. If if they're if the ownership group is really committed to not doing anything in this trade market, maybe they really are committed to cleaning up the books. If even if it means this team gets worse, to make it better, to clean the books, to prepare to bring in a contract of the size that Steph Curry would either own at this moment or demand in the future. That's right, folks. I'm saying that Nurkic getting hit in his noodle by Draymond Green means the beginning of Steph Curry's move to Charlotte. Book it. Mark it. I thought you were going to say he was going to play the Miami Heat and then we were going to suffer more crushing <laughs> losses to Steph Curry in the Heat, but I like this one better. <laughs> What do you I think? can see it. it is, the, is there any of this LeBron-esque, I want to win a title and go back home? Oh, don't talk to me about LeBron because, listen, where are the Hornets going to end up when this is all said and done in the draft? You know, it could be if – now, I'm not saying, you know, number one overall pick, but if they are the fourth or fifth – even if they're the fourth or fifth pick, right, that means they're going to have a high second-round pick. Who could be available to them in the oh, well, upper yeah. echelons of the second round? Oh, could it be – Oh, and they've got a few assets. They could even move into maybe the late first round. Could it be Bronny James? Could we be talking about Charlotte having LeBron James and Steph Curry on the same team? Can you imagine if that happened? And Bronny. <laughs> I cannot. I forgot about can you imagine. That's a that's a, a deep cut Call from back. back this offseason. All right, that's Doug Branson. Go find more of his conspiracy theories on everyhornetsboxscore.com. You can listen to me, Walker Mail, on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. Thanks for making us your first listen on Lockdown Hornets. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, that includes YouTube. Have a great rest of your day. We have the Pelicans tomorrow. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.